Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Friends, the love of God fills all creation leading all creation to join together in praise. Whether we are joined in person here today or worshiping from home, may we feel God's spirit drawing us together in this time, drawing us together in God's love. I invite you to look around at those who are gathered in the sanctuary, if you're in the sanctuary, those at home to think about those who are in their homes in the sanctuary, those who are in the sanctuary to think of those at home and to wave and to share God's love. We may not be able to touch, we may not be able to shake hands, but God's spirit connects us where distance divides us. Friends, let us join together in worship. A couple of announcements for today. A reminder that our weekly events, including the exercise groups, meditation group, ukulele for children, and a, ukulele group, a new ukulele, ukulele group for um, all ages, including adults, um, and more, that information can be found on our weekly um, emails. Or if you do not get our emails, please call the church office and find out what's happening and see if there's anything that you'd like to share in. We are continuing to collect photos of what people have been doing or are doing during this pandemic. You can email your photos um, along with your name and the name of anyone else in the photo to the church office. Please make sure to have everyone's permission who's in the photo that you can share it because we will show it as part of our service, um, as part of our blessing at the end of the service. Ideas can include um, going for a walk, watching the service from home, coming to church to, to join the service here, um, taking part in a hobby and much more. Let us continue to celebrate that while we are physically distanced, God's spirit still unites us as a community of grace. For all of you who are in person today, um, please remember that at 12 o'clock today, we are celebrating Pi Day. The log information of how to join the Zoom meeting can be found in the Friday emails. And for all those who are worshiping in person, um, please remember that following local health guidelines, um, we will not be singing our hymns or joining in the spoken responses. We're simply invited to hold those within us. You're invited to move if you'd like, to clap if you'd like. Um, and following the service, the ushers will help you leave. And we will be exiting from the back of the church to the front, and we ask that you please don't congregate um, in the aisles or at the back just so people can, can move through. Um, with that safe distance. We've been putting images of the various covenants that we are invited to explore during Lent at the front of our church. 
turn on the stars. Today, the, the symbol is already there. It's the cross. For generations, the cross was a symbol of immense fear and terror. It was used by the Roman Empire to bring submission to those who sought freedom. It was the public form of execution for runaway slaves and leaders of insurrection. It was reserved for these people to bring fear to all who might follow in their way. It was so fearful that the earliest Christians did not use the cross to represent our faith. But through God's deep and healing love, the cross, this image of fear and terror, was transformed with the promise of resurrection, the promise that resurrection always comes, that fear is replaced by hope, hate by love, injustice by the fullness of life, death by new life. Our cross sits at the front of our church as a symbol of the covenant of healing to which we all belong. And as we gather in this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked on this land. Their relationship with this land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. As we worship together today, we recognize that we are all treaty people we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the pain, and, the pain and broken relationship that has come with the history of colonization, oppression, and racism. And we pray that God may lead us in working towards building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. So we'll join in our call to worship. Let us call one another to worship and share our opening prayer. Creator God, blessed are you. And blessed is this time and this place. Thank you for these people gathered in this time. We are here inside the doors and gathered from home. We have not retreated. We stand in praise. Reconciling Redeemer, you are the mender of our souls and the healer of our broken bodies. Bind us together in ways that strengthen and sustain, nurture and nourish, heal and help ourselves and the Church of Christ. Holy fire, ignite a new spark in the heart of each one gathered here. Light our way, warm our bodies, inspire our tongues to speak a new word, to shout another praise, and to sing an amazing song that will bring to us life and to you glory. Amen. We join in prayer. Gracious God, in this holy time, may we encounter your healing. As we join in praise, prayer, and reflection, nourish us by your love. Help us to feel belonging and strengthen us to take our place in the body of Christ at work in this world. Amen.
morning. Our mission and service reading, We Will Not Give Up On Them. Brenda was close to nine months pregnant and living in a tent. She and her partner Gail couldn't find housing they could afford. In Hamilton, Ontario, the waiting list for subsidized housing is long, for some over ten years. With no other options, Brenda and Gail moved into a homeless encampment. They started to go to Wesley Urban Ministries, an outreach ministry of the United Church of Canada. There, they accessed meals, showers, and housing support. Wesley's staff found a place for them to live temporarily. During this time, Brenda gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Tragically, because Brenda and Gail don't have stable housing, their baby was put in temporary custody. Housing workers at Wesley are working hard to help them get settled and reunite their family. Despite all their hardships, they remain motivated. They show up for appointments and keep a positive outlook. We will not give up on them, says a housing worker. Your mission and service gifts support Wesley's Day Centre, where a hundred homeless people find help each day. When the city deemed it an essential service, Wesley expanded its hours. Only 13 people are allowed inside at any given time during lockdown. Everyone is really good about coming in, getting warm, having a meal, and leaving so others can come in, says Andrea Butters, the Director of Resource Development and Social Enterprise. Butter says that during the pandemic, clients have had difficulty meeting practical needs. Our clients have had a hard time finding bathrooms or having a shower because malls and libraries are closed. We are renting a trailer that has showers and washrooms in it, she says. Now that so many work from home, people are moving into the area from bigger centers. That has a trickle-down effect. We used to say that we had a housing quality problem. Now we have a housing shortage problem too, she says. As the pandemic strains social support networks, Wesley continues to step up. We are committed to keep essential programs open and to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Research has found that the homeless are five times more likely to die of COVID-19, says Butters. Through mission and service, the United Church helps us serve people who are very much at risk right now. Your generosity through mission and service helps support Wesley Urban Ministries and other community ministries as they respond to growing homelessness and economic stress during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you. Our scripture reading is Numbers 21, verses 4 to 9. The Bronze Snake. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. And John 3, verses 14 to 21. Just as Moses lift up the lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Amen. Thank you, Bob. Um, some of you, you know, and I'm sure Bob didn't even think of this when he chose it, um, that, that hymn was the one that I heard as I was exploring my call to ministry way back many years ago as a teenager. But it was also the hymn I kept hearing when I, when I came back to church after many years of, of not being part of church, after leaving a former denomination and finding safe and welcoming home in the United Church. That was the hymn that I kept hearing um, when I started testing my ground back into church, back into the United Church. May we feel God's love holding us and God leading us to be a place of love for one another. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. May you hear the words of my mouth and listen to the meditations of my heart. May God bless all of our reflecting. Today is Pi Day a day in the United Church when many congregations are enjoying eating pie together, this year virtually, or over Zoom or another way, eating pie together while exploring what it means to be publicly, intentionally, and explicitly welcoming of all people, of people of all sexual orientations and gender identities. The day invites us to pay particular attention to how our congregation, can continue to work to be a safe, welcoming, and inclusive community for people who are LGBTQ2IA+, a community that has often faced judgment and rejection at the hands of churches. Today at noon, we'll be gathering together online to mark this special day, and I'm going to be enjoying this, oops, I guess slice and a half, generous amount of pie where we meet. You can only see the bottom of it. I don't want to open it during you know, these times. I made this pie. Some of you may not know it, but I like baking and I like baking pies and I'm actually pretty good at it. As I was thinking about what kind of pie I was going to make for today, and I wish I could share the pie with you, but you know, 2021 and all, as I think about what kind of pie I wanted to make for today, it didn't take me long to realize I wanted to make apple pie. And not just any apple pie, I wanted to make apple pie the way my grandfather made apple pie. As a teenager, my family visited my grandparents every weekend. And whenever I make or eat apple pie, I think about my grandparents' house.
As a teenager, my family visited my grandparents every weekend. This time followed a very difficult period in my life and in my family's life where we faced rejection, harassment, and prejudice because my father came out as a gay man. When I think of my grandparents' house, my mom's parents' house, when I think of their home that they welcomed us into, I think of a place where I felt fully welcomed, loved, and safe. So today on Pi Day, as we explore how we can be an inclusive church, I'm eating apple pie, made the way my grandfather made his pie, and I'm thinking about how love, how love has the power to heal. They stood there staring at it, a traumatic image for this community of wandering escaped slaves. They had left Egypt long ago. They had found a new land and won a military victory that promised them their long-sought security that they needed. But the long journey has been difficult. The lack of food and water security disheartening. So the people complain. They complain to Moses. They complain to God. They yell out what, ha what has become a common refrain, the refrain born of uncertainty and great fear. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no food and there is no water, and we would detest this miserable food. Things were horrible in Egypt, but the pain that is sometimes, that is known, sometimes feels much more bearable than the difficult journey to liberation. So they cry out and they curse this difficult road to freedom, and that's when the most prominent symbol of human fear appears, snakes. There's probably some of us who shivered when we heard that word, snakes. In this place of pain, fear, and trauma, poisonous snakes attack and many people die. And in this place of pain, fear, and trauma, the people wonder if God really cares about them at all. Does God love them or has God abandoned them to the wilderness of suffering, rejection, and death? Recently, I was talking to somebody that I know who's a social worker and a therapist. She was talking about childhood pain. She was telling me that people often minimize the trauma that can come with bullying and exclusion, something that many people face. These experiences, she notes, can have a lasting impact on, in our lives, causing us to struggle to find a sense of acceptance and belonging in this world, something we all need. We all have a deep, a deep need to be loved and to feel loved. Loved for who we are. Loved at the deepest level of our core self. We long to know that we are worthy and that we are beautiful and that we are a blessing. This hunger to know that we are loved is what draws many of us to the Christian faith, because our faith declares that at the core of all creation is God's abiding and unconditional love. 
some of the greatest traumas that we face in life are those that damage our ability to see ourselves as being worthy of love and belonging. When we hear and internalize messages that we are not good enough, or that we are sinners, or that we do not belong, it can shake the foundation of our belief in ourself, in God, and in humanity. It can make this world seem like a dangerous, uncaring, and unwelcoming place. Some of us have experienced physical and emotional violence. Some of us have experienced rejection, exclusion, and discrimination. Some of us have experienced other traumas, traumas that shake our sense of being worthy of love. Some of us may have heard these messages through the church. Many have been told or made to feel unwelcomed because of their age, race, culture, ability, economic circumstance, family configuration, ethnic background, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, intellectual ability, and more. Many have internalized messages of sin and the story of God's great grace has been lacking. These deep wounds can tell us that we are not welcome, that God is not with us, that we are not loved, that we are forever abandoned to the wilderness of suffering, rejection, and death. What comes next in the reading from Numbers is a little strange, but fascinating. God tells Moses to make a snake, attach it to a pole, and raise it up in the air. This is not an idol to be worshipped, rather a symbol pointing towards God's healing. Preacher, author, and educator Barbara Brown Taylor points out the power of what is happening in this story. She notes that for this community traumatized by the recent snake attacks, God has instructed the people to look at their object of fear, the object of their fear. Moses sets up this snake and people dare to look right into their fear. The fear of the snakes, the fear of discomfort, the fear of abandonment, the fear of want for food and water and security, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what is come to come, the fear of this wilderness journey to liberation. They learn that they can come face to face with fear, with their fear and their trauma that these things do not have to have the power to control them, not have to have power over them. They begin to know that God is with them, yes, even in the wilderness. God is leading them in love towards healing and wholeness. The people encounter a new covenant, the covenant of healing, as they follow God, as they step through their fears and pains, into the place of divine and unconditional love. And as we heard, the Gospel of John picks up the story of Moses and the snake and relates it to Jesus being lifted up. Caroline Lewis reminds us that when we hear the Gospel of John saying that the Son of Man must be lifted up, it is not just referring to Jesus' crucifixion, but also to the resurrection and the ascension. 
The Gospel of John is saying that God's love is encountered in the whole of the incarnation, the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. The Gospel of John tells us that through Jesus we are drawn back, drawn once again into divine love. Our faith declares that the incarnation is an act of love. God dwells among us in Jesus. God shares our joys and our sorrows, our hopes and our fears, our struggles and our successes. God even enters into the most broken and devastating places of humanity where trauma dwells and humanity is at its worst, the places where crosses hang, bringing fear and death. The Incarnation reminds us that God dwells with us in the wilderness, in the places of fear, pain, and trauma. And through love, God brings healing into our lives and into our world. Is there a place within you that feels unlovable or unwelcomed or not good enough? Is there a place within you where your belief and your trust in the goodness of others and the love of God flowing through all creation has been tested? Is there a part of you that feels like you are abandoned in the wilderness of suffering, rejection, and death? God dwells with us in these places. For God so loved the world that a snake can become a symbol of healing and the cross becomes a symbol of divine love. For God so loved the world that God abides with us in the wilderness and gives us the strength to come face to face with pain, fear, and trauma and gives us the strength to journey towards healing. For God so loved the world that God is continually reminding us that we are children and beloved of God, made in God's image, important pieces of the body of Christ. For God so loved the world that God surrounds us in the love of community that helps us find healing and wholeness. For God so loved the world that we are empowered to take our place in the body of Christ to continue to create a church of love and healing for all. For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, and, for, so God, and for, so, for God so loved me, and God loved all creation, that we are invited to simply live in this love and to live out this love. For God so loved the world that we are held in the covenant of healing that leads from pain and fear and trauma into divine divine love. Today on Pi Day, I'm going to enjoy that slice of apple pie made the way my grandfather made his pie. And I'm going to be thinking about my grandparents. I'm going to be thinking about the home they created where I was fully welcomed, loved, valued, and accepted, where I became who I am. I'm going to be thinking about the power that when love is shared, it brings healing into our lives and into this world. Friends, we are all people of the covenant of healing, and God is always leading us through pain and fear into divine love. Let us love as God loves and see what amazing things God is doing through our lives 
and through our church. Amen. And thanks be to God. And friends, I invite you to join me in prayer. Our prayer for today begins with a prayer by our moderator, the Right Reverend Richard Bott, marking a year since the beginning of this pandemic. For me, I'm aware that it was a year ago today, a Saturday, that the board members emailed and decided to cancel worship for the first time. We weren't sure if this was going to be overreaction, but we knew the pandemic was here. And we continue to hold one another in love. So let us pray on this one-year anniversary of this pandemic. Holy One, it's been a year, a year since this pandemic hit this part of the world. And we realize that for the safety of each other and all our neighbors, we needed to be a congregation that wouldn't congregate, well, not in person, at least. And we found other ways, online, through our TVs, limited gatherings in the sanctuary, old technology like cards and paper mail and telephone calls, and new technologies like Zoom and pastoral care by phone call. We found ways of being together with each other and with you. It's not the same, and there are parts of it that we're missing. We miss the time chatting together, knitting together, socializing and fundraising together, opening the doors of our community in the ministry of space that we offer, singing together, shaking each other's hands, and giving each other hugs. But we found ways to live the ministry you have given us, to be disciples, to share your love with each other and with our whole world. We remember those who have died from this virus. We remember those who are ill. We remember the healthcare workers, the researchers, those who work in grocery stores, those who deliver goods, all who must work for the care of the world in their own way. We remember all who are grieving, all who are afraid, all who wait, and we pray. So on this anniversary, we ask that you help us to recognize each other and to know that in all of this, you have been, are, and always will be with every part of your creation. Give us strength to keep on. Give us grace in our frustrations. Give us hope for tomorrow. Give us life and life abundant, that we may be people who live in the world, physically distanced but socially together, faces masked but hearts open, hand washed but ready to get to the work you have for us. We pray in Jesus' name, carried by the wings of the Holy Spirit, enmeshed in the Creator's love, we pray. And in silence, we offer our individual prayers to you. Holy One, we pour out these prayers to you, joining them with the prayers of all creation, 
as we rest in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hello, I'm Adam Oliverell, the chair of the Affirm Committee at Grace United Church in Hanover, Ontario. Well, today's the day, everybody. It's Pi Day, March 14th. Over the past month, we have been sharing affirming stories at Grace United, from hearing about Pi Day with Pam and Stefan to Ruth Wood's journey as a transgender minister and other affirming ministry stories. We have even had stories from our Minute for Mission about their affirming project projects. But where did Pi Day come from? Well, Pi Day was founded by the National Affirming, Affirm United, Ensemble, and Affirming Connections. But why did they call it Pi Day? Well, it's pretty easy. Pi is delicious. Pi is also the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. The result, an infinite number, starting with 3.14. Pi is one way of measuring how inclusive we are to LGBTQIA and two-spirit people. It's public, intentional, and explicit. Hence, Pi Day, March 14th, 3.14. See what we did there? Uh, in today's video, I have some special people with me and some special guests. I have with me the Affirming Committee and the Official Church Board. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Good to see you all. Hi. 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 <laughs> and we've got something pretty special. We've all got our pieces of pie. Yeah. I have oh, coconut cream you pie. Bet. You bet. <laughs> We're going to have a little bit of pie right now. Mm. 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 I hope all your pies oh. are as good as my pie virtually. <laughs> good stuff. Well, as we said, today is the day to join us for Pi Day, and I thank the uh, official church board and the entire Affirm Committee for being with me. We thank you for your support, and uh, we are inviting you at 12 noon to join us today on March 14th for your own slice of pie. Uh, bring your own slice of pie, and everyone is welcome to join us and have pie with us along with a discussion of what an affirming church is. We and everyone did join us, and we had a wonderful meeting at 12 noon on March the 14th. Watch for it on our YouTube channel if you'd like to rewatch it. And friends, as we conclude this time, please remember that following our blessing and community slideshow and musical bed and addiction, our ushers will help us leave the sanctuary. They'll invite those at the back to exit first and move to the front. We ask that as you leave again, that you are mindful of not blocking people's paths, the aisles, the doorways, the sanctuary, and that you continue to be mindful of that two meter distance for everyone's safety. And friends, as we end this time of worship and continue the worship and service of our lives, may the peace of God be your peace. May the love of God be the love you show. May the joy of God be the joy you know. And may the world that God would see be found in you. Go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Friends, as we find ways of living, worshiping, 
and connecting during this pandemic, we continue to offer several different ways of worshiping with us at Grace United Church. At home, you can continue to join us for worship on both Whiteman TV and Eastlink TV and on our YouTube page. Printed copies of the sermon and prayers can be found on our website or can be emailed by request or delivered by request. Beginning September 27th, you will also be able to join us once again for in-person worship. For those who are joining us for in-person worship, things will look a little different. Before attending in-person worship, we ask that you RSVP by phoning or emailing the church office by Thursday at 4 p.m. for that Sunday service. Before, attending, before arriving for worship, we ask that you do a self-screening to ensure that you are feeling well and that you have not been in contact with anyone who has been diagnosed with COVID-19 in the last 14 days. When you arrive at Grace, you will be able to enter our sanctuary through the main doors near the sidewalk and the door with the ramp that enters near the, our elevator. Masks or face coverings will be required unless you are unable to wear them while inside the building as per our local health unit guidelines. If you need a mask, we have disposable ones available from the greeters and our ushers. Hand sanitizer is available throughout the building and we ask that you please sanitize your hands when entering the, the building. Greeters will be present who will welcome you, sign you in, and along with our ushers, will be able to answer any questions that you have. Our elevator is available and following local health unit guidelines, we'll be transporting only individuals in the same social bubble at the same time. Please keep your mask on and face the walls while in the elevator. Our operator will run the elevator as usual an usher at the top of the stairs will help you off the elevator and into the sanctuary. Our hearing assistant devices are available for the service and are cleaned and sanitized between our services. If you require one, please ask an usher. If you need to use a washroom during the worship service, the washroom in the basement is available. Our ushers can help direct you and our elevator can take you to that floor if needed. After you arrive for worship, our ushers will help you find a seat. We have spaced out our seats and we'll be, we will be seating people from the front of the sanctuary to the back of the sanctuary. If you have physical needs that restrict where you can sit, please let our usher know and they will accommodate you. Following local health unit guidelines, during our service you will need to keep your mask and face covering on. There will be no singing, choir, or responsive prayers at this time. Following worship, our ushers will help direct people out of the sanctuary from the back of the church to the front. We ask that you are mindful when leaving not to block doorways, our sidewalk, or access to the parking lot. And we ask that you continue to keep safe social distance of two meters. This and more information is available on our website, 
on our COVID-19 updates page on our website or can be emailed or delivered to you upon request by phoning the church office. We look forward to worshiping with you, whether you choose to continue to worship at home or to join us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Mm -hmm.